Welcome to Rotten Rotatoes with Bryce and Forrest. And we're here to ruin your favorite movies, TV shows, and video games. So they were doing Reservation Dogs. Yeah. Uh, as you can see, we have a new setup. This is permanent. <laughs> we're living together now. I'm just kidding. If only. <laughs> Again. Again, yeah. Um, now, this is a special episode of coolness and whatnot. This is what you are. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so Reservation Docs, it's on Hulu. Um, so it's Hulu FX type deal. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's about the reservation, about Native Americans, about mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Kids growing up on the reservation, kind of the difficulties and struggles they face as they grow up and kind of like the view into that life and what it's all about. That cool. Yeah, it's pretty lit. Um, it started out, you know, you don't really know what's going on. You just know that these, what is it, four kids? Yeah. Are just like very desperate to make it to California. Like right. you don't, you don't understand why or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's really, you don't know until what is it? The second to last episode. It really kind of, well, <clears throat> maybe the third to last when they go hunting and stuff like that. It's, yeah, roughly. But um, the cool piece to it is that it's it's very um, there's a lot of comedy to it. But there's also a lot of like seriousness yeah. and um, just like it's well rounded, I guess. Like it, like you know, what I mean, it's not like there's comic relief to it. I mean, it's like straight comedy. Then there's like parts yeah. where it's like straight serious. You know, you got your jabs here and there that kind of make it, you know, that much better. But uh, I think second episode's got Bobby Lee in it. Yeah, true. Uh, as the doctor, the optometrist, the everything, everything, allergist. Right. Uh, <coughs> and it was just it was very Bobby Lee fashion, which I oh, thought yeah. was was very funny. That yeah. Right. I even started growing the ponytail. And he's like, I just want to get out of here. <laughs> I, I, I want to see my people. But I think the show was really, really well made. Like, it's probably one of the better made shows that like I've seen in like a while. Like, it has a director that you're in love with, um, Taco Waititi. Yeah, Taco Waititi. Yeah, so his name, like he, everything he touches is gold, straight up. Um, yeah, he's like, um, he made the Mandalorian. Um, I don't know. I can't think of his name. No. Um, but like, but both of them are both very great. Yeah, I mean, like the show, it like it's witty, it's fun, everything's connected. Like everything you like see, like make sure you pay attention because you're gonna see it later on, connect to the story somewhere else. And like, there's also like small little teasers throughout the whole thing where it's like the same things get brought up over and over and over again. So like, if you pay attention, you're gonna see the same things and like understand where it is and where it came from and all these different things. It's really cool. And a good chunk of it's, like, small pieces. Like, for instance, like, I didn't catch it till you know, watching it again. Um, and that's how much we loved it. I think we ended up watching it all the way through twice. Yeah. So, um, before we even did this, that's why it's coming out so late. Because we're like, oh, let's just watch one more time. You know, to yeah. see, see if there's anything we missed. Because truly, watched it the first time, and, like, I thought I had a good grasp on it. And then I watched it the second time, like, I don't remember. Like, this is added. Like, there's no way that this yeah. was originally in the original run because, like, it's just little things that, like, pop in. Like, for example, uh, 
Oh, what's his name? The one that made all the copper angels and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, the guy was, like, going around town, dropping them off, and, like, yeah. Yeah, like, he's passed out on a bench, and he looks homeless. And they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I was just reading my book, and I passed out. And, you know, if you, if you see anyone that's got, you know, string theory, yeah, you know, that's my book. Like, they stole it. Yeah. And it's obviously, like, doesn't look like he's an older guy and stuff like that. It doesn't look like he'd be a guy reading, you know, string theory or anything yeah. like that. So, um, fast forward to the episode, and it's just like it's a casual, like, mention that, like, oh, yeah, I picked up this book, String Theory, and, like, yeah. going over it, and it's these meth heads that obviously shouldn't have String Theory either, but, uh, like, the dude wasn't lying. And the first time I watched it all the way through it, I was like, you know, he's just some shit ass that, yeah. that's sitting there lying, and then all of yeah. a sudden, rewatch it, and there it is, right in front of it. It's, like, plain view, like, right there where you can see it, and then. Yeah, they even mention it once or twice. Like, I'm, so. I'm sure there's even things we didn't catch because, like, if we didn't catch that the first time through, like, what else did we not catch that they were just like placing in there for us to find, and like we didn't even find it, which makes me want to watch it again even more because, like, they put that much time and effort into like all the different pieces of the show, like even like because like they have like the scenes where it's William Knife Man and like they do like oh. the, the different like. <laughs> scenes of him, like, talking to the kid and, like, what he should be doing and, like, what's going on and, like, just that on its own was enough to, like, make the show gold and, like, I don't know, just so many good pieces. Which, like, I think that's the whole reason why I even started because I saw on TikTok the William Knife. <laughs> yeah, it was going off for a long time on TikTok. Like, there was a ton of stuff on there. Uh, they were just covering it from COD to live videos and they were just like, oh, it's Blue Knife, man, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> And so, like, that's why I started on it, and I started watching into it, and, you know, and every time, <coughs> bless you, excuse me, sorry, life <laughs> sneeze, yeah, life sneeze, <laughs> like, every time that, you know, William Knifeman was on the screen, it was just, it was so great, because, <laughs> it's just, he's a great character, and the yeah. guy who plays him did it so well, like, it was yeah. so good. And it's awesome. So this is the first, um, I think, ever TV show or movie that has an all-Native American writing cast. Um, and so, you know, to be able to – it's not just, like, some other, you know, culture or background that's writing these, um, you know, these scripts and whatnot. So it's, like, people that have probably gone through the same struggles and the same, you know, just situations and understand what the res was and whatnot mm -hmm. and kind of – brought it out because even like uh when they showed the owl at brownie's house how like the eyes were blurted out and i thought yeah. that was you know very weird and, mm. and strange and it ends up being a part of uh ends up being a part of you know what's going on with you know the native americans and stuff like that so it's just like folklore and, and tells of mm -hmm. of what's going on there yeah i mean <clears throat> i think the, even the style of the way that they produced the, the show, like, even that on its own, like, was enough to make, make me want to watch it. Because it was just very well, like, like it looked good. Like, the whole, like, way it was shot was just beautiful. I don't know. I don't know what to say it, but, like, it just was, it looked good. So, like, I, I think it's just, like, executive producers and producers, like, taking the time to, like, find a style they like and, like, match it to the show and the writing of the show. 
So, and you know, the crazy thing is like, you know, this was written during, you know, like COVID and, and whatnot. So like the fact that they were able to do what they needed to do and get what was written out and, and, uh, you know, get the scenes that were shot all, you know, during COVID. Cause I really feel like, you know, some of it was a little bit rushed. And I think it's probably because they had to cut, you know, recording time down, but I think they did such an amazing job, such a well job. Yeah. On you know just the producers the and then you look it up and most of those actors this is roughly one of their first shots or or their first you know few goes at it mm-hmm. right. um, which you can't tell when you're watching it I mean like they are so I think well versed and so you know I don't know it just doesn't seem like it's acting it seems like it's you know it's like you know they're seasoned actors that are doing the show right um, and so I think it's pretty pretty awesome. Um, didn't really, I mean, you don't really see any hiccups. I mean, besides the whole, like, when they were hunting and they were crossing the bar bar fence, oh, well, they, they handed the rifle over a few times. <clears> and, uh, you yeah. Know, you know, and I mean, that's just things they didn't catch, there. right? Like, it's like the Game of Thrones coffee cup or whatever. Like, yeah. Just small things that, like, make their way into a show that you don't even think about, you know? But, like, I, even that, like, if I saw that and I was like, that's the only thing that went wrong this whole time, like, great. But you're right, the yeah. whole show could have gone. 12 or 16 episodes, and I will watch them all easily. Yeah, 100% over. Because <laughs> the last episode definitely felt a little rushed, and like the storyline was kind of pushed together, it felt like, and like she left for the city and all this stuff, and it was like, yeah. I don't know if that's really how they should have gone, because like it just seemed so abrupt. Yeah. Um, yeah, the final episode was definitely strange. Um, but, you know, you go in, and and not a whole lot of, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Um, I just, I totally lost my train of thought. It. <laughs> it was there, now it's gone. Um, dang, I don't know what I was going to say. But truly, I mean, and it's, and it's, it's very interesting. So, you know, they're not even normal children or anything. Um, they are, uh, you know, you have one that is single mother, and then you have another one that has both her mom and dad, and then you have another one that, I don't know, like, he technically has an uncle, but... You know, like, like you never meet him. I mean, he, he says he lives with his uncle, because when he goes to the, the, eye doctor. the clinic, they're like, who do you have? Are you, do you have parents? No. Do you have a grandma? No. He's like, I have an uncle. Like he doesn't strictly say he lives with his uncle or anything. He's just kind of like, I have an uncle I stay with, you know. So I'm pretty sure he lives on his own. And so, like, he probably lives in whatever house his parents had or his grandma had or whatever it may be. But then he ends up making this connection with this old lady that <laughs> was in the hospital that day. And, like, she calls him grandson. Eventually, like, she's like, yeah, I know you're not my grandson. But even if you aren't, you are my grandson, you know. Like, I think it's just, like, part of that being part of that community and, like, sticking together thing, you know. Yeah, and yeah, because oh, you're my grandson. Like, where's your mom at? Awesome, and uh, I, uh, you know, oh, oh she misses you. <laughs> then he like takes her out, hangs out with her in the on the on the bench and what are the yeah on the bench, and then goes to play chess with her. Like, yeah, and he's like, I gotta tell you something. I'm leaving, and she's like, Oh, <laughs> and I think this, that's part of like why I think he decides to stay too. Is he's like. I don't know that this lady's even anything to me, but she's somebody that cares if he's there or not. 
Right. It's all about the res culture, the, you know, and I think, you know, the Hispanics have that same type of mentality that, you know, we're all in it together and that we take care of our own and, mm. you know, we plant our own garden and see how it grows. Um, and so I think that's why a lot of them don't want to leave. And I think bear doesn't want to leave, but he wants to leave to be cool. Like it's not, I think he has a lot of reasons he wants to leave. And I think he has a lot of reasons he wants to stay. Cause like, I think he also wants to leave to try and connect with his dad. Right. Cause his dad's out in California. Yeah. And so he thinks that if he can go out there and meet up with him, he'll actually give a crap about him and care about him and like want to be his father. But we all know that's not true. And he doesn't give a crap about him. And we learned that. Greasy fry, right? And even if he learned that in the episodes, you know, he really didn't. So, kind of sucks. Yeah, it's just the, you know, dad wanting his father to be involved in his life, knowing that it'll never happen. Uh, it's a struggle. It truly is. And then Elor, Elora. Elora. Elor, Eloise, whatever. I, I trouble with her name all the time. Um, She's kind of a bitch. Yeah. Um, actually, she, like, completely takes a... I can't see it. She completely ends up leaving and not caring about anybody. And uh, she doesn't say bye to even, like, the families that helped her out while she was there. Like, yeah, her grandma seems like she doesn't give a crap about her at all and, like, doesn't care. But... Like, Willie Jack's parents gave a crap about her and took care of her at times. And so I love did, Willie Jack's parents. Yeah, and so did uh, Bear's mom. Like, Bear's mom sitting with them all one night watching a movie. They're all hanging out, eating popcorn or whatever. And, like, like that's just part of, like, her family. And, like, she just doesn't give a shit to say goodbye to any of them or, like, yeah. talk to him before she leaves. And it's just... Which is, it's so crazy to think because you hear all these stories about her mom and her mom was so compassionate, caring and loving and was like such a, a big part of the community and whatnot. Um, and, uh, and so like to see that like her daughter is so much different than what, you know, she is, it's just, it's just absolutely nuts. And like you have old Bill Burr in there. And that that episode, I think, was probably one of the saddest episodes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It, you know, yeah, because well, yeah, that's a suicide in it, too, as well. Right? No. Yeah, it does, because it, it pans back to her sitting on the car, and that's why she starts crying. She's not crying because of her mom. She's crying because of that. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, like, that's one of the biggest spoilers of the show. But... You also have to remember that, like, she went through that and, like, she found him and, like, mentally she's probably not all there right now and, like, still trying to process everything. It's been a year, but it's still fresh. Well, that's what I thought was so odd is that he, like, committed suicide where they hung out and they continued to hang out there like it was nothing. Like, I would have to go somewhere else. Like, there's no way in hell I would be staying in the same spot that. You know, no. my supposed best friend passed away. Like, there's no... Yeah, there's no way you get me there. To it's just there. It was absolutely crazy that that was... I was like, that's that's definitely not normal. Right, and I... Like... And it was... So, like, one thing that really bothered me was that... The scene where she finds him... It's... She has terrible acting in the scene because, like... 
she like steps in and she immediately like starts crying as she's looking towards I him. I never even realized that. And it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. But that's the only part of the show that I was like, trash. This is absolute trash. Because she literally starts crying before she's looking at Daniel. And like, it, it's very obvious and bad. And I'm sorry, but it was just. I guess I didn't realize bleh. that. Which I just, I don't know. Which made just, the scene feel less powerful. And it was supposed to be this crazy powerful scene, right? Where like they lose their one of their best friends to suicide. And it just bothered me a little bit, I guess. I don't know. So I, just, I didn't even realize that. Like I didn't see that piece. Yeah. But yeah, so um, try to get off that, that low note into you know, somewhat of a high note. So Daniel is cousins with Willie Jack. And they go hunting with her dad every single year. Mm. And so, uh, kind of after he passed away, like, that was their tradition. So, he didn't want to do it anymore. But it was just awesome to see, like, she got up early. Like, she made sure that they went out. And uh, I thought there was a lot of comedy there because he has this precious little laser jack printer or laser jet printer that she touched. He freaked out because it's it's a special printer. (laughs) and then, you know, they go on the hunt, and they find the turkey, and the turkey follows them all the way through. Yeah. But I thought it was such a great scene where, um, like, that's not my deer cam. It must be the Texas Ranchers. Yeah. It's like, don't you own this land? No, we're Indian. We don't own any land. <laughs> yeah. So. And, like, they, they go around, like, there's a bunch of cams out there. They don't know they're out there. It's like, so, like, they're out there, like, messing around, like, pretending to shoot their guns a bunch, and, like, they're, like, dancing and stuff and, like, walking around. And eventually they find one. They actually see it. And they're like, oh, we better delete the evidence because I think it's the only one out there. And they <laughs> end up stealing. <laughs> end up stealing the camera. Like, oh man, that was that was a pretty great one. Um, and then I don't know, you just have a lot of you know, kind of just scenes like that where they're uplifting and they're you know, it's there. It's a roller coaster of emotions. It truly is because you have like those awesome high notes, and then like the next scene could like drag you down to the ground. But yeah, I mean that's true. But in the beginning, we also f- failed to mention that like these kids are stealing stuff and committing crimes in order to get money for them to get to make it to California. Like stealing a chip truck. And- so they yeah they stole a chip truck at the beginning of the show and like the, yeah, it was it was quite the ordeal. And took it old Sewage Joe, um, which is a Parks and Rec reference. Um, he plays the exact same character. So if you like uh, Sewage Joe in Reservation and Dogs, you will like him in, in, in Parks and Rec and right. vice versa. If you thought he was pretty weird and odd and funny in Parks and Rec, he is 100% the same person yeah. in uh, Reservation Dogs. And and I think my favorite scene with him is uh, when they fix the taillight for uh, Bill Burr's or when Bill Burr got the taillight shot out and, yeah. and they went to go fix it. And he's like, how much do I owe you? And he's like, oh, no, we want to make peace. We don't want to make dealings with the uh, with Native Americans. We just want peace. And But, you know, we might accept $20. Yeah. And then his weird, crazy <laughs> nephew or whatever. And it did. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then he goes, I was 40 bucks now. And he said, if, if, if that's what your heart says, we'll take it. <laughs> like... <laughs> So I'll give you 40 bucks. Okay, I guess that's what your that's heart what, says. That's what your heart says. <laughs> we'll do that. It's so funny. 
is that that was so so, so yeah. great like the, those pieces and the whole uh the copper wire story and all that stuff mm-hmm. or you know the antimicrobial and all that stuff right i mean there's there's too much for us to cover but like there's even like other storylines that were completely missing because like there was so much to the show like it, it was, was very in depth. There was a lot of entanglement of just different, especially for a show that has like twenty five minute like episodes. Yeah, they're short episodes. Like it's probably like four hours, maybe max, and like it's just full of like in depth storyline connections back and forth across different storylines. Like it, it's it's amazing how much they put into it. It's crazy because like the the town that they're actually in is like bigger than where I live, but the way that the TV show felt. That every single person in some capacity was intertwined with another person. It wasn't like it was, you know, like a city feel or anything like that. So it kind of made me feel like, you know, like, because around my town, shit, I know your cousin, I know your uncle, I know your dad, your dog, all that stuff. And so it was kind of like that feel to it that wherever they ran into, they knew everyone there and everyone knew them. and. Mm -hmm. And then they have the, the, the deer story that intertwines with it all as well. That yeah. It's just, it goes supernatural real quick. But it's like such a subtle supernatural. Like it's just not. barely. And it's, and I mean, it's, that's another storyline we didn't even hit at all. It's just like the, the deer lady and like the Bigfoot or whatever, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, there's a, that's like the supernatural part of the show along with like William Knifeman showing up too, I guess. Um, but like, it's not so outlandish that it's not breaking the story. It's not taking away from it. It's right, just it's subtle hints of it being there and like, yeah, working with it, which is hard to do, I think, because like a lot of times it takes away from the story or it like completely hijacks the story. But in this, it's just right. kind of intertwined and just part of it and not pulling away because it feels like you're, you know, you might have to pull in too hard on one side or not, but. It's like a subtle backdrop that that's in there in a few episodes, but you don't really, I mean, it's not like it's right all about it or anything. It's right. got, it carries on to the story later. Like it makes, it makes like puzzle pieces that were in earlier episodes make sense. And that, that's why I love this TV show so much is that, you know, even like the supernatural stuff, it literally like it bridges gaps and like whole plot hole points, and you're like, well, that that doesn't make any kind of sense. And then you go later on, you're like, right. well, that's exactly where it needed to be. Yep. And so it's yeah. it's a great story. That's it's it's truly something that you'll need to watch twice. And oh yeah. And they've already been greenlit for a second season, so I'm I'm truly excited to have another season roll out on that one. Yes. Yeah. I think because I be, mean we didn't even cover like the policeman in town. His name Big, and he's a a light horseman or whatever. And yeah, and the light horseman's a whole and, thing within itself. And then there's a guy named Brownie that's Allura's uncle, cousin thing. And he's a, a very interesting character and does all kinds of stuff. And I mean, it's just such an in-depth show that there's just pieces everywhere that are in-depth story, even though they're not this huge amount of time put into them. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a difficult thing to do, and they, they pulled it off. Tremendously. Yeah, they definitely uh, made everything work. Um, and they placed everything together and they made sure that, you know, not one part of the story overtook another part of the story. Like it was all kind of equally distributed um, between everything. 
mm-hmm. and uh, taken care of and figured out. Um, but it's truly something amazing. Um, I would sit down and it's, it's only like a 20 minute, you know, 25 minute episodes, depending on. Yeah. So you can pop it in and pop out, you know, you don't have to like me, like when I first discovered it, I think we were already like four episodes in. So I killed it one night and I was like, damn, I got to wait till Monday yeah. till the next episode comes out. So, uh, and then I think Forrest ended up grabbing onto it at the very end. So you got to binge it all the way through. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we watched it twice through, like yeah. in the last like week, just because I, I liked it enough to where I was like, oh, let's throw it back on again because I, I even saw points of it that I was like, I think I saw something, but I want to watch it again and see if I see it again and like see if it's actually there. And it was, and it was like, oh my god, I can't believe it's actually here because it's things. It's like I would hide something in a show just for people to find it. It's like an Easter egg, you know, and like. I didn't think it would actually be a thing, but they actually made like Easter eggs in the show for us to find. Oh, they truly did, and it was just uh, it was just such a cool thing. Because like, I mean, people have done that in the past, but like they did a really good job with it. Yeah, so. where you know, if, and that's the best part is that if you missed it, it wasn't like it was the end of the world. Like it was mm-hmm. just you know something that you can laugh about or something that you like understand about. Yeah, it's not like it like killed the story because you didn't know that it wasn't no. there. So. It's just a fun little thing little detail yeah. that you can catch if you're really, really into it. So yeah. But yeah, so thanks for making it this far in the video. Um we got our link tree bio and so it takes us everywhere. Um whether that be our new podcast that we're launching, historical potatoes. Or it also gets to the piece where if you want to make your own podcast, um doing the same thing that we're doing week by week, um there is a link in there that'll get you started in and um it shows support for the show and, and we can, you know, show support to you when you come up with your new one. Um, there's a really easy one in there. It's it's Honey. Um, you save a bunch of money by going to their websites and having the Honey tab open. Um, that's on there. It'll show support to the show as well, and we'd be super thankful for that piece. Um, our Twitch streams are in there for our personal streaming content. Um, you know, make sure that you follow us on, on as many platforms as possible or even, you know, like the videos, comment on them so it kind of brings a little bit more traction. Um, am I missing anything? I'm trying to think. I think that's a good majority of it. But yeah, so, you know, whatever you're watching it on now or listening to it now, we have it on all the other platforms. We have it on video with YouTube and Facebook, and we also have it on live with Twitch. So if you want to tune in and watch us on Twitch, then we're there as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you have one medium that you found us on, we're, we're, we're definitely everywhere else. Yeah. Um, definitely give Historical Potatoes. We just released episode four. Um, yeah. They'll come out on Tuesdays. Rotten Potatoes comes out on Thursdays. Um, but we're very thankful for y'all's support so far. Uh, if you got any suggestions for movies or anything like that, feel free to, to let us know. And uh, tune in next week. Let's spoil something there.